Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to episode eight of the podcast today. So quick disclaimer, we may have music in the background because I am recording this podcast on a day like today where there might be some music from my neighbors. They are opera singers. They are amazing. But it's just, you know, city living sometimes. And today was literally the only time I could really record the podcast. So apologies in advance for that. Now, it's going to be Christmas really soon. I think that's what they're practicing. And really, um, it's a wonderful time to be managing our minds, right? (laughs) With everything that's already going on this year with the pandemic, everything that we've been learning, it's really a boot camp for managing our minds. Seriously. So I'm looking forward to Christmas with my family. It's going to be a virtual time. We're going to be eating uh, ayacas, pan de jamón. Like I'm seriously looking forward to that. But it's going to be different. So, you know, we got to stay flexible and open to the new experiences. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the concept of cognitive bandwidth or mental space, if we want to use simpler language. And this concept is so, so important because it explains why so many of us get stuck in scarcity mindset, which is this idea of not enoughness, right? That there's never enough time to work on our hobbies or our side hustles, or that we're never recognized at work enough, or that we just don't have enough money and this, you know, never enoughness. And by learning and recognizing what is cognitive bandwidth and how to use it to your advantage, you can learn how to stop feeling stuck in this loop of not enoughness. And basically, this is what this episode is going to be all about, okay? So like always, if you like this podcast, make sure you share it with a friend. It would really, really help me out and I would really appreciate it. Take a screenshot of whatever episode of of this episode, not whatever episode you're listening. Take a screenshot of an episode of this episode and send it to them right now. It's very easy. And if you're on Instagram, make sure you follow me and tag me in your stories. I am at I am Sonia Ortiz. That is my handle. I am Sonia Ortiz. Okay, so if you're new to the podcast, this is your first time listening. Welcome. This is a podcast designed to give you new ideas and tools to help you use your mind in your favor, basically, so you can get the career and the life that you really want, all while honoring and understanding how your immigrant experience has made your brain different and unique, right? So the reason why I wanted to do this episode on on the concept of cognitive bandwidth, it's because, like I said at the beginning, we're in the holiday season and we are really uh, transitioning into 2021. And really, I don't know about you guys, but Uh, There's something about the holidays that has always seemed a little bit overwhelming for me. And I think this is a perfect example to understand cognitive bandwidth. So, for example, during the holidays, you know, suddenly all your friends and family want to hang out. 
well, or virtual hangout, let's say, since it's still a pandemic. Uh, with all the closures of stores due to the holidays or the pandemic, we suddenly get this feeling of, oh my God, we need to make sure that we have everything, right? Which is why everyone is a little bit rushed and nervous at the stores these days. Uh, if you're really into giving gifts, now you may be having a lot of thoughts about what gifts you should give and, you know, lots of uh, worrying whether it's the best gift for the person, right? And added to that, there is this end of year anxiety <laughs> that is this conscious and subconscious pressure to examine your year and try to draw the lessons from it, which again, it's a beautiful thing, but Here's the thing. In essence, none of these things are really problematic. None, none of these things are inherently bad. And in fact, for many of us, things like gift giving and sharing moments with your family are a great source of joy. But the concept of cognitive bandwidth, it's not about the quality of the stimulus. <laughs> it's the quantity. It's the combination of everything that matters. The idea of cognitive bandwidth is that we can only properly process so much information at a given time and focus on so many things at once. And again, by the way, this is a circumstance, this idea of, you know, limited cognitive bandwidth. It's actually like a scientific fact. It's not just something that it's not just a thought, right? And what I mean by that is that Our mental capacity is literally limited by the specs of our brain. So just like your computer has a finite number after, you know, the words processor or like RAM memory and not just an infinite symbol, <laughs> our brains also have a finite number for things like processing uh, information and so on. Now, I am not a neuroscientist, so I have no idea how these numbers get measured and what they mean. But the important thing here is to understand that we have limited cognitive space. So we need to decide very carefully what we want to do about that. Because let's be real, as humans, we have this tendency to greatly overestimate how much information we can process at a given time. We believe that we're best, the best multitaskers, right? Are you guilty of this? Let's, let's be real. So just to illustrate with an example, let's imagine a hypothetical scenario in which you tell yourself, okay, let me listen to Sonia's podcast on my Google Home speaker while I try to do this recipe that I'm looking at in my other screen. And also there's my kid playing in the background and trying to talk to me. <laughs> so that's like pretty illustrative of modern life, right? And while you may get your recipe done and your kid's gonna turn out fine and you have finished the podcast and everything and it's all good, in the back of your mind, you may be feeling like, you know, you're not a good enough parent because you couldn't be fully there with your kid or that your understanding of the podcast was just kind of superficial because you were just you know, zoning out from time to time. Or you may feel like you're not, good uh, enough of a good cook because the recipe maybe didn't turn out as you wanted. And here's the problem. When we constantly run our cognitive bandwidth at its full capacity, which is basically a lot of what modern life is like, <laughs> like in the example I, uh, I just gave you, 
that's when the feelings of not enoughness kick in. Like seriously, start noticing this. That is when the feelings of not enoughness kick in. So let that sink in. This scarcity mindset, this is something that we have previously talked about in the podcast. It's the sense of not having enough time, not having enough money, not having enough opportunities or energy, right? But the reality about scarcity mindset is that it's more like I am too busy trying to manage my overloaded brain that I can't possibly make any space or time or energy for any opportunities that may be coming my way because I am literally at full capacity here. That's more, that's more it. That's really scarcity mindset, in my opinion. It's caused by this in so many cases, right? And I think the reason why it's so hard to manage our brains and our mental space is because we do get a reward and we do get pleasure for many of the activities we do, right? A good example of something that takes up lots of cognitive bandwidth but still gives a huge reward is something like social media. Like all major platforms use things like bells and notifications and dings and rings and red dots, right? All of it, the full experience, it's carefully designed by professionals to give you a sense of pleasure, right? The more, you know, here's something new, here's, you know, here's something that you may like, you gotta like in your new post, here's your, here's your cookie, right? All of it works like that on social media. Now, news websites, for example, work pretty much the same. They use labels and all this, you know, symbols and, and, and graphics to show that uh, there's a trending topic or something, a hot story and so on, right? Now, when you understand the importance of cognitive bandwidth, the question is, <laughs> what can you do to better manage it, right? Naturally, that is the question. It's like, are we doomed forever? No, we're not. So <laughs> do you have to leave everything and move to the top of a mountain or inside a cave where peace and quiet and minimalism and, you know, decluttering is, I mean, lack of clutter <laughs> is the norm? Well, no, obviously no. And this is not what you want, probably. What you want is to be able to live your life wherever you already are, but actually enjoy it whenever you are, whatever you are, right? So perfectionistic brains, maybe having this dream, you know, of moving inside a cave. I have had this dream sometimes, but that's really, that's really not the solution. Perfection and purity are just another lie that your brain offers to, you know, think that there's something better out there, right? So the first place I would start to start managing this cognitive bandwidth and make it work in your favor is to establish and decide in advance what your priorities are for the day ahead of you. This should be something that you do daily. When you understand what your priorities are, then the actions that you choose to take will be congruent with those priorities. And I say this is a daily work because you, ha you have to stay flexible, right? It's like maybe yesterday you work on something, but today it's going to be something different. So you have to really check in day by day, especially during stressful times like, like right now with the COVID and the pandemic. Like seriously, living day by day is the key. And so what do I mean by priorities? Well, it can be like the life areas, 
in in for example things like family relationships work and business fun and play your mental health your physical health right all of those like big pillars of life can be a priority for you and then you can ask yourself okay am i taking enough action inside this this pillar this bucket right and this is where asking for help also becomes really key because you need to be able to communicate to anyone who is in your support system or who lives with you friends or family how they can help so for example my husband knows that my tuesdays is where i like to prioritize my podcast this is where i usually record in the evenings i did not expect the music tonight which next time i will <laughs> but i ask him to not play any vinyl records super loud in the background right or to be packing boxes he has this just like for context he has this vinyl record shop So he does a lot of packing and things like that. But, you know, if he were playing his vinyl records like super loudly, of course, my audio would be, you know, way too busy, right? And I just prefer it when it's it's cleaner, right? So as soon as I'm done, I let him know, you know, you can go back to listening to your music. It's all good. So I really say this because we get so stuck inside our heads about asking for help. And I know it feels weird. I know it feels weird. <laughs> I don't know if this is like some immigrant, you know, PTSD or something, but you may feel like you're a really bad person if you ask others to, you know, make compromises or do something to help you. But really, you have to remind yourself that Most people, and especially your friends, family, loved ones, your, you know, significant others, the, person, the people you live with, they do want to see you succeed. So really try it. If you have any priorities and you need the help from those around you, make sure that you're communicating that because they can get inside your head. They can't know unless you tell them, right? Okay, now... The second thing you can do to manage cognitive bandwidth is to really develop the discipline to do one thing at a time and to start seeing multitasking as the lie that it is, the lie that your brain likes to tell, because it is the lie. <laughs> and again, you don't have to worry if you have, let's say, your kid that's asking for attention Or again, if your partner likes to play loud music or he has he's working from home and he has loud work conversations in the background, or even if you live in a city where you have no choice but to be, you know, constantly listening to the cars uh, that are, you know, outside. Again, this is not about stressing yourself out and believing that things need to be perfect around you, that they, you know, there needs to be no clutter, absolutely, or, you know, everything has to be sparking clean, otherwise you can't focus. No, that it's not the idea. You don't want to create another layer of belief that limits you, okay? The discipline that it's needed here, it's, I'm talking more about situations in which You know that you are the one adding the cognitive weight onto yourself. It's a little bit more like a bit of like self-sabotage kind of thing. It's when you start noticing that you are the one adding stress to yourself, cognitive load, and, you know, you start multitasking, trying to chew more than what you can actually handle 
he anyway you understand the the analogy so for example just to illustrate Let's imagine that you are already stressed out at work because you just received some criticism. Uh, your boss or your coworker asks you to correct something. And maybe you're feeling already kind of bad because you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like take some time to correct this thing. You're being critical of yourself because you're like, oh my God, it's like, I didn't see, I, it's like, how could I do make this mistake? It's like, what happened? And you're kind of like having a lot of mental chatter about that. So let's say in a situation like that, you're already dealing with a situation, right? Feeling a little bit, you know, disappointed and judgy about yourself. And then your brain decides that it's a good idea to open up Instagram and check out, you know, the explore page. And now you feel even worse because on Instagram, every, everybody seems to be living their best lives. Everyone seems to be, you know, having so much fun. They never get any criticisms. Maybe they don't even have like a job. They have like whatever. They're like working on their dream <laughs> and so on. And you feel horrible, right? Now, <laughs> whatever correction you needed to do in your work whatever thing that you you know whatever piece of work you needed to correct now it's going to take you even longer and then you're going to feel even worse because now your brain it's all over the place and you have to like slowly pick up the pieces of scattered brain and it's so tiring so really it's about being mindful and recognizing the early signs as to when your cognitive bandwidth is running at full capacity and trying not to run it into the ground, okay? Now, the last thing for today, what can you do to manage your cognitive bandwidth? Is to clean up your digital life. That kind of like goes from my point number two, right? Digital life decluttering can be just so, so, so powerful, especially, especially in the age of COVID where so much of our life is happening through a screen. You get so many interactions with your phone and your computer and all kinds of screens. Anything, if anything you read or anyone you follow stresses you out or confuses you or makes you, your brain really exhausted, this is a good time to declutter, to unfollow. Your attention is your most precious asset. At every corner, there's an opportunity to go down a rabbit hole. It's like whenever I go for, for a walk with my dog, it's always hilarious because he sees a squirrel. There's a lot of squirrels here in Montreal. And he's like, oh, my God squirrel squirrel and he's like super cute and hilarious <laughs> i love how much energy he has even though he's like 14 but unlike spiky doo that's my dog you don't have to go chasing every single squirrel you see especially if doing so moves you away from the kind of action from the kind of life from the kind of goal from the kind of inner peace that you want to be having so really, cognitive bandwidth, ultimately, it's about protecting your energy, and that is worth it. It's about using your mind and your time to work for you instead of against you. It's about managing your internal space with discipline. 
But whenever you're able to do so, you're going to feel so much calmer. You're going to see that you can actually make, create the time, make the energy to do everything that you want to be doing. And it's so, so, so worth it. So this is it for this week. Go ahead and plan your day, plan your week, and really make sure that your mental space is being used for what you want and focus just on that, okay? This is it for this week, my friend. Have fun. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.